0: Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. I'm your host, KG Styles. Today I'm excited to be speaking with best selling author and renowned astrologer Yasmin Boland. Yasmin worked as a journalist and TV producer before turning full time to astrology over uh, 15 years ago. Yasmin is a syndicated columnist and read by millions of people each week. She recently co authored the book. Angel Astrology 101 with best-selling author Doreen Virtue, which quickly became a number one bestseller. Yasmin has another book coming out with Hay House. Maybe she'll share a bit about her new book project with us. I hope so. Yasmin currently lives in the UK. You can find out more about her and subscribe to her free daily astrology newsletter at yasminboland.com. Welcome to the show, Yasmin. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, so tell us uh, a little bit about your, uh, you know, how you came to astrology. Tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Okay. So I, uh, I, I first became interested in astrology when I was uh, a full time journalist, uh, I'm just wanting to tell you the whole thing, the whole backstory. So basically when I was a kid, apparently I was interested in astrology. At my wedding, uh, a lot of my friends were talking about the fact that I used to sort of always be talking about astrology and I had an astrology book and all this, which was a real revelation to me because I actually had no idea about that. As far as I'm concerned, I became interested in astrology uh, about 20 years ago when a girlfriend gave me an ephemeris and, and showed me how to use it. And I basically became um, pretty obsessed with astrology at that point. After that,
0: and now it's even yeah, more well, life- it spoke to you. It, it, you know, yeah. it spoke to you. It's something that really connected you deeply. It's like a a mystery, but uh, it. I think it. You know, I think that you had a memory surface there for you, uh, from what you uh, have said that you know it was something that. Uh, really called to you and spoke to you and it was something that you related to and in it and it yeah. spoke to you and uh, How often do we have that happen in our life where we have something speak directly to us that mm-hmm. we? Uh, that's is like a, this symbolic language that and it wasn't your father a psychiatrist So you were kind of raised in a family of yes,
1: and my you, mother has trained in psychology though she doesn't practice and um, But, yeah, I mean, the other thing was that when I was learning astrology, I really did feel like I was remembering it. It was a very, very strange thing that I remember very clearly, and I had the same thing with tarot cards, where um, I would just hear something once, and I basically wouldn't have to look it up again to remember it. It just was all all in there, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's from a past life. before I was an astrologer, I was a journalist and I, I really had a calling on that as well. I knew I wanted to be a writer um, from the age of about probably five or six. And um and then when astrology came into my life, I kind of just knew it was going to happen. Like as soon as this, this friend gave me all these astrology books, she gave me maybe 20 of the best astrology books in the world and, and an ephemeris and showed me how to use it and basically that set me off. On my way um, i haven't done that much formal study along the way i did do one course uh, it's a very good course for anyone who's interested in astrology it's called the faculty of astrology summer school and it takes place uh, usually at oxford or cambridge university so that's an amazing setting in the summer and uh, i did that to make sure i hadn't picked up any bad habits because i was um you know self-taught as astrologers were all traditionally self-taught you know back in the day many astrologers were self-taught now everybody wants you to have a degree. I don't have a degree in astrology. Uh, it's not usually an issue for me. Um, and I've had some amazing teachers along the way. There was the 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 friend who gave me the books in the first place, um, who's a very well-known astrologer in Australia, and she, she really answered all my questions along the way. And then other people... Including someone called Jonathan Cainer, who's very well known in Australia and England. I don't know if you guys know about Jonathan in um, In the States, so you know I um, I feel that astrology just pushed its way into my life and suddenly I wasn't a freelance journalist anymore. I was an astrologer and uh, That was about 20 years ago, and here I am
0: Well, and also it showed up for you. I mean the opportunities were there for you It just was a natural unfolding that happened where you started writing uh, columns and you started doing the work. So to me, that's always an indicator that you you found your life calling when there's this easy flow or things just show up for you. So could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was a a regular freelance writer. Um, I was actually at the time I was living in Bondi Beach in Sydney. So, you know, it was a beautiful place to live and I'd just write a few articles and I'd go to the beach and I'd see my friends and all this. And I had this interest in astrology for probably two years. Uh, and I was just studying it, you know, and, and I'd probably give it about two hours a day of study. And, and there, were point, there was one point in my life, actually, I don't know if I've told you this story, where I became a little bit concerned at how um, much time I was spending on astrology. And so a girlfriend of mine came over. She was uh, a journalist like me. She was actually an editor of a magazine um, in, in Sydney, good friend of mine. And, and um, she came over and she said, I said, look, I'm really worried that I'm, I'm spending all this time on astrology. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a freelance writer. I'm meant to be writing articles. I'm not, you know, I'm not meant to be just studying astrology the whole time. And, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid for it or anything. And uh, so we, we decided that we would get all these books that I told you this other friend had given me. So we got all the books which I had on my bookshelf and we put them into, you know, those plastic milk crates. you carry milk bottles around in so we filled the two boxes and we took them all downstairs to the garage and uh went back upstairs and had a cup of tea and you know sort of thought well that's good i've i've hit that on the head you know that obsession thing i had going with astrology now i can get on with other things and about half an hour later um my flatmate of the time who was french uh, a guy came in and he had the two boxes of books (laughs) and he put these milk crates filled with boxes in the middle of the living room. And we're just watching him (laughs) go. And he goes, I think these are yours. I found them in the garage. And we're like, okay. So at that point was when I sort of turned the corner because I'm a big believer in listening to signs and so on. I've been working with my intuition all my life. I've been meditating for, you know, most of my adult life. So I went, okay, fine. I get the hint and so at that point I actually went the other way and I um, started to take my study a bit more seriously I invested um, what seemed like a lot of money at the time uh, back then when my freelance life was $500 for a, um, a, a software program which is called solar fire and it's mm-hmm. said to be the best astrology software in the world uh, it's Australian but you know there you go and um, so I bought that because I thought okay fine and I actually had this sort of thing in my head that was saying, you know, if you buy it, they will come, like go down the astrology path. And that's when I went I did the course over in England to make sure I wasn't, you know, completely mad. And eventually I was offered my first astrology column uh, maybe, so probably three or four years after I'd been studying astrology and um, and off I went and that, that was it really.
0: Yes. So I know uh, you're passionate also about uh you know, what is going on right now? And there is a lot of, uh, there's, you know, we've been in this very tumultuous time period on planet earth, so much change happening over the last few years. So, you know, what are the things that, you know, you'd like to, to focus on most of all right now, as far as, uh, you know, do you see this time as, uh, this time period as being a time to focus mostly, uh, you know, what are the highlights that are ha- have happened this year? The Venus retrograde, we're coming out of the shadow of now, the Sag, the uh, Saturn moving over into Sag, or, uh, you know, the eclipses, we're in this very intense eclipse season right now, Mercury's retrograde, uh, you know, uh, what do you want to focus on? You know, for the present moment, what's the best thing for us to focus on that can be most helpful?
1: For me, um, because I am very moon oriented and indeed my, you know, my whole work is centered around the moon. I think that the eclipses are the biggest thing that are going on right now. We, you and I now are talking on the day of the move of the sun into the sign of Libra, which is the sign of relationships. And... um, And in a few weeks, we're going to have, uh, sorry, in a few weeks, in a few days, we're going to have the uh, full moon eclipse in Aries, so stretching from Libra to to Aries, and, you know, what that brings up is relationship issues, and it's you versus me, uh, and, you know, where we are with that. Um, We've got the South Node in Aries, and the North Node, I'm just going to check this this
0: time, here we go. Yeah, we're coming over, it's like one degree maybe.
1: Yeah, so we've got the south node in Aries and the north node in Libra. Plus we've got um, Mercury retrograde in Libra. So it's a very, very Libran time. The full moon eclipse is gonna be in the sign of Aries, but that is actually opposite Libra. And uh, in a way, sometimes in an astrology and it's to do with harmonics, you can bring them together So it's a really good time to be looking at all your most important relationships and also thinking about what am I giving, what am I getting, am I being selfish, am I giving too much. All that kind of thing is really important right now. Um, If you're in a relationship which has been problematic, because Mercury is going backwards in Libra, it's a very good time to um, renegotiate the way things are. So it could be a business relationship. Maybe you need to say, listen, you know, I'm not really happy with, x or y or z um it's a time where uh if you're um, looking to the past uh of your relationships it's a good time to actually look up an x in fact i had an email from someone today saying they'd reunited with someone uh from 20 years ago which is kind of interesting because he said 20 years eclipses are about run in 19 year cycles mercury's going backwards in libra i didn't actually look at his chart but he said is it saturn moving into Sag. And I said, no, no, it's not that. But you know, you need to look at your chart. But basically anything to do with old relationships coming up, good time to forgive people from the past. And the full moon eclipse in Aries will trigger all this and will ask you to look at me versus other people. So that's kind of what's going on right now.
0: So, uh, you know, eclipses, you know, I mean, I know you've spent a lot of time Uh, working with eclipses talking eclipses and the importance of eclipses and how they help us uh, it's like a big reboot a reset so they help get us on the right path for ourselves and depending upon how off course we are you know the more intense they can be is that
1: you've been paying attention kg that's exactly (laughs) exactly right
0: So but this one the flavor of this one is primarily in that Libra Aries axis between if you're yeah, and uh, You know especially the south node having been in Aries. I think we're letting and we're getting ready to move over into uh, You know the south node move over into Pisces, which I think will be kind of an interesting We're going to this uh, Pisces Virgo axis, which I think will be such a shift and how we focus our energy and uh, Jupiter, I think, moving over into Virgo will certainly, you know, help expand the, uh, that energy.
1: I'm just on my computer, I'm just looking to see where Saturn was. Hang on, let me just see this. So, because Saturn is the big teacher, obviously. I'm just looking at, yeah, so Saturn was basically in Scorpio uh, at the same time as this whole uh, north node, south node, Libra, Aries situation has been going on. So, I mean, and and basically it's, all, it's always about lessons. Everything's about lessons and, you know, it's a matter of looking at what's going on in the charts at any particular time uh, about what the lessons are and, you know, we've talked about it before that some are collective lessons, but in a way what's more interesting is to learn a little bit about your own chart and learn where the lessons are, you know, for you at a particular time, I would argue.
0: Yes. So, well, you know, and I've asked before, you know, if there are any themes uh, that you saw come up. And one of the things uh, we've spoken about is uh, the whole uh, issue of, gay marriage and you know how the changes that happened uh, yeah. with regard to uh, you know gay marriage now that yeah. being something that came forward uh, yeah, at so a collective I mean, level with
1: that, yeah that was one thing that astrologers were presumably predicting I know I was expecting it when Saturn moved into Scorpio because Scorpio is the sign of sexuality And um, Saturn's a sign of contracts. So it was obvious, you know, you don't have to think very laterally to realise, okay, this is going to bring up stuff about gay marriage. And, of course, um, in fact, what's happened is that most places have begun to allow gay marriage or um, same-sex marriage. And, you know, I mean, for me that's a a good example of how um, Saturn has a good side. You know, Saturn's about integrity, truth and justice, And I think the right thing's happening, personally. I think the right thing's happening. Um, Now what's going to happen in Sag is going to be a whole new story. But, I mean, we're talking a bit randomly about Saturn because we were talking about the nodes. And I was sort of thinking about the fact that I think with the whole thing about Saturn in the sign of sexuality, the nodes and the sign of relationships, um, that's why all this stuff has been coming up for people.
0: Yes. Well, all the... the Astrology works as a, there's synastry there. There's, there's a, you know, you can't just isolate things in a chart. You have to look at how everything is mm-hmm. speaking. You can't, you know, uh, you know, I, I agree with you in that, you know, to just, it can be helpful sometimes to give you a little bit of, uh, but really, it's really looking at the personal chart where you, the real story is told about what's going on. Uh, otherwise you're just kind of, you know, looking at these different pieces that can be helpful, but, um, it's really the whole dance that, you know, how it's all working together where you really get the story uh, about someone. And that is what's most interesting. I mean, to individuals, I mean, to an individual that would be what, you know, what's going on with you and how is this going to be helpful in moving your life forward and, what you're doing so and Saturn does rule that 10th house which to me the 10th house is very much about life purpose life calling and Saturn
1: very much about life purpose as well
0: yes then definitely your north node is where you're headed but uh you know i i also saturn is uh i mean saturn's very at least the way i relate to saturn i've become a a friend with Saturn, and I really have much more loving relationship with Saturn now. Uh, I used to resist Saturn a lot, but now I see how Saturn is on my side and Saturn really wants me to be a success in life and wants me to learn the things I need so that I can be a success. So, uh, and that's, you know, and the more I have been able to get with Saturn and and be a friend with Saturn, uh, the easier things have gone for me um, I've during this period myself I have I've had to surrender so much and just uh, really go in more into trust uh, that things are and have uh, one of the things I've done is uh, really begun to program myself that life is happening for me and uh, life is support you know here to support us and really how could it be otherwise
1: well, life's here I think to teach us lessons so that our soul can evolve. Yes. And some of those lessons are easier than others. Um
0: it's a tough one. Life is life is challenging, you know, coming into mastery, which I I feel, you know, that is uh that I feel we've been in such a time of uh, sped up alchemy where we have been alchemizing. I feel I've alchemized my emotions, especially with Saturn going through Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio sun. So I've really had the chance to alchemize a lot of hidden, deep emotions that were just suppressed that I felt. we you've
1: done a lot of work in the last few years if you're a Scorpio sun. Anyone who's Scorpio or
0: Taurian in particular has done a lot of work? yeah so how do you feel i feel totally like a different person i'm not finished yet you know i mean i mean not that you're ever finished but um i feel that i have uh i purged a lot that was not me (laughs) a lot of stuff i was carrying around i i've been a healer all of my life you know i was the healer in my family and i feel uh, the old way of the healer was to absorb the energy and transmute it you know and and you know, you and so I was walking around with a lot of energy that I had had absorbed that wasn't even my own. And uh you know, maybe that's why I taught the collective so much. You know, I have a very strong Piscean influence and so I've really learned the boundaries, what's me and you know, well, really just
1: the boundaries, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So so um so what what do you see ahead for us in 2016 I mean have you you know I you mentioned that you really haven't looked very much at 2016 but if you were just off the cuff you know with the well, of moving the into Sag, you know what are some of the things that you could imagine if you were just going to have an imagination about some of the things that are happening with that and Jupiter being in Virgo yeah well
1: off the cuff I think if I look at what's happening next year and we're talking about today when everything seems to be about libra and in fact jupiter is moving into libra next year i think in september so there's another libran it's all we've had this conversation today it's all been about libra so it's all about relationships but what about if it ties in with the whole neptune in pisces that it's all about um learning how to treat other people you know that that could be, we could say, maybe one of the big themes at the moment, because there's so much Libra energy around, and now Jupiter is going to move into Libra. Um, you know, and what is more important than how we treat other people, if we, you know, good or bad to other people? I think that's one of the biggest things we're going, that's going on right now. Um, Especially I have to say that because we've got the full moon eclipse in Aries on the Aries Libra axis coming up Maybe that's what we should be you know focusing on right now in our lives is you know How am I being with other people and that includes mm-hmm. business? You know, it's not just about your lover It can be your ex. It can be your your mother. It can be your you know business associate and definitely having had the um, nodes in the Aries Libra access as
0: well it, again, that's the same message Make me mm-hmm. rich, creating mm-hmm. so and is, you new drop. Mm-hmm. Interesting, we just entered this new Venus. We're entering this new Venus cycle, which is a 19, about a 19-month cycle. And the same, the, the uh, nodes are about a 19-month. Aren't they about a 19-month cycle also? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, and there is that. And to me, how you're treating another person is how you treat yourself on a, a deeper level.
1: Yeah
0: you know that to me and, how I treat another is how and you know to me they're not they're one in the that Pisces influence I have that's so strong you know when I was a little girl I it's just taken me a long time to get that other people don't see it like that
1: mm-hmm. and uh, well, if you think about what we I think we mentioned I don't think I don't think we we're off air I think we were on air when we talked about the fact that with harmonics Aries mm-hmm. and Libra are effectively the same thing. So, you know, that's why all these lessons are coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of the nodes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes,
1: that's why we're learning them.
0: Yes, and the node, way. the north node moving into Virgo, that's the original healer. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: true.
0: Yeah, and it's much more holistic. You know yep. where it's much more a unified, you know, it's much more holistic yeah. and, uh, you know, I think it does bring in the Pisces. I mean, cause we're working off that Virgo Pisces axis. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: so well, Pisces is very dreamy and Virgo is very finickety about the details.
0: So yeah. that's,
1: that's one thing that's going to happen as well.
0: Yes. So, and Saturn being in Sag, I mean, that's the higher mind. i see that as the higher mind, uh, the beliefs, uh, you know, getting real with, uh, you know, are we walking or talk? Are we really, uh, showing up and is, is, you know, to me, it's making it real. You know that square is going to be square to Pisces and square to Virgo, so um, Saturn. So to me, that keeps it keeps us honest. You know, it makes us get honest and real about yeah. the things that are showing up with the uh, no with the nodes going through. Because Saturn's going to be you know a little bit longer than what the nodes are going to be and. Virgo and Pisces yeah right but uh, you know I think I think Saturn just even brings it more you know it's the stern you know it just really uh, I mean don't you see that Saturn is going to have a real influence on this uh, the nodal activity
1: well I think you'd have to look at them in tandem and see how they work together I I don't know I mean I don't find um, I don't find that studying the aspects of the planets to the nodes is not necessarily something I would usually do. Okay. Um, as you point out, Saturn and Sag will be squaring the the Virgo Pisces axis. So you know what's that going to mean? Um, well. I mean, in a way, one thing, you you know, that springs to mind with that combination is is the idea that if you make a claim, you better be able to back it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the kind of thing that I sort of think with uh, with this sort of thing. I mean, I, you know, I don't really want to say too much because I'm literally talking off the top of my head again. I've not considered this, but I'm just quickly looking at my computer because if I
0: get a visual on it, um, it's I think that was to... an excellent what you just said was... Right. Yeah.
1: Hang on a minute. Here we go. All right. So looking ahead. Yeah. So when we've got, I uh, know oh that's still in Libra. Here we go. Virga. I'm just looking on my computer screen. Can I show you my
0: computer screen? Sure. Well, actually, mm-hmm. uh, if you hit that sure button over there, that green sure button. Mm-hmm. If if that is what is on, you know, we should be able to see it when you hit that green share button. Your screen should show up.
1: Okay, can you see it? Yes, perfect. Okay, so that's where we are now, and that's when the node, is, the north node in Virgo, the south node in Pisces, and then we've got the um, we've got Saturn over here. So in fact, there's no direct square there. I mean, you'd have to run run the chart but i mean i wouldn't look at the square that wide anyway particularly um
0: but it's yeah I be, mean, it it Saturn, will come
1: in but it's Saturn, not happening that's going to be about uh the truth anyway like and the the fact that the nodes are in um virgo and pisces it does add that flavor um, you know, Sagittarius is is the sign that likes to mouth off about a lot about stuff and is filled with a lot of hot air. And then Saturn is the exact opposite. That that Saturn wants to check every single fact and to be absolutely sure it's well researched. And you know, so there is a bit of a contradiction there. How that's going to play out on the world stage, I'm not quite sure. um You know, my my concern, I don't, and I hope it's not the case, is you know, if um, all these problems that we're having in the world uh I hope it's not going to be about limiting travel because Saj loves to travel and um, and uh, Saturn likes to limit things. So I just hope we're not going to have, uh, you know, big issues along on that score. There I am, I'm back again. Right,
0: so, yeah, that would be my take on it. All right. Well, is there anything else uh, you'd like to share with us that you think might be any advice from your perspective that might be helpful for yeah. people if they, as they synthesize, you know, this is what we do the end of a year. We kind of synthesize, uh, take stock of what's gone on in that year, and then you know, prepare ourselves to move forward into the next year. So, you know, what what's your what's your take? What's your
1: Advice okay. so, as far as how people can here. move
0: forward into next year with uh, renewed hope and inspiration, and confidence. Yep.
1: I'm gonna, here you go, share. So this is the chart actually set for London for the um, eclipse, which is coming in next week. It's the 27th, I think, in the States and the 28th in England. So you can see. I don't know if you can see. Can you see my cursor moving around? Yes. So you've got the Sun there in Libra next door to Mercury reversing in Libra, next door to the North Node. And then you've got the Moon, the full Moon here in Aries, next door to the South Node. So what this says to me is, in particular, think about how you are in a relationship, how are you in relationships, and where can you improve basically where can you get better what do you need to stop doing because the south node is that thing we always do that holds us back what do you need to stop doing in relationships in order to move forward that's that's what i would ask myself around around the new the full moon this month which is next week as you can see it's the 28th in london you know maybe makes make a note about um the top three things that you think you can stop doing in order to improve your relationships, for example. Um, The other thing I would say, and I would say this sort of almost any full moon, but especially because this full moon is on the Aries-Libra axis, is about moving on from relationship upsets. Okay, so the sun is in the sign of relationships, Libra, and Aries is in the opposite sign. It's a full moon, which is always time to let go, okay it's an eclipse so it's doubly time to let go and at the time of the full moon every month it's a really good time to release okay to release any toxicity or negativity so if you know you've been too hard on yourself let it go let the criticisms go if you think you've been a bit selfish use the full moon as a turning point because you know not all of us are Victims. Some of us are actually the ones who who need to stop being like X, Y, or Z. You know, um, and also be- because of the Libra energy that's so strong right now, I can't talk. Stop talking about a Libra. No, but I mean, there is a lot of Libra energy around. Let go of any upsets that you have with anyone. Use it as a time to just let it go and accept that some people come into our life for a short amount of time for a reason. That's one thing I would say as well they would be my pointers i mean for me an eclipse is always a time to work with i mean i may or may not do it this year because right now i'm in london and it's going to be i think three o'clock in the morning or something i can't remember let me see the time um yeah three fifty a.m in london so i don't know if i'll be getting out of bed but before i was married with a child um I would get out of bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and meditate. I'd do my writing, I'd light a candle, I'd say a prayer, I'd call in the angels, and I would I, I would do all that. I mean, I may do it this uh, eclipse just because I've talked about it so much, um, not just with you, but I've been writing about it and I've been thinking about when I used to do that back in the day when I was single. Um, I would always do the work, and it really, really helps to connect with the eclipse. I can actually show you. Uh, what time the eclipse is in various countries, actually, through the magic of this um, computer technology that we have going for us. Hang on a minute. Uh, just give me a second. Moon time. So here's where the moon times are for you, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Now I just need to get the computer to show us that, don't I? There we go. Hang on. Screen share. Oh, it's so modern um entire screen there we are does that work so hopefully oh i don't know
0: what i did there hello yeah you must have uh you must have hit the mirroring or something because it it will mirror into infinity yeah well don't i can't i can't work
1: out how to do it but what i'll do is i'll just let i'll just read it to people um, or they can just see it on my site. It's um, it's basically if you go to my site and click moon times, that'll tell you, um, oh, here we are here. does this work? Can you see it? No, 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 that's not it. Sorry, I almost showed you something else. Now, sorry, I can't do it, but basically okay. uh, it's um, you know, hang on, if I can get it. Not having much luck. this is what happens when you do things under Mercury retrograde. It's just so problematic no i can't i'm sorry but if you go to my site moonology.com and you look up top it says moon times and it will give you the times in america australia england so if you want to get out of bed um, or if you happen to live in a part of the world where it's okay and you don't even have to get up at three o'clock in the morning just see if you just meditate through it you know i personally feel that um yeah the
0: eclipse is actually rising is on the horizon uh where you are you know, where i am it's actually this it's it's as the sun rises it's Ooh. there's the eclipse where are
1: you Kendi?
0: i'm in uh, ashland oregon on the pacific
1: right well so in sydney the the full moon eclipse is taking place at uh 12 51 p.m so about 10 to 1 on the 28th in london it's 3 51 a.m on the 28th in montreal and new york it's 10 51 p.m on the 27th uh and then in auckland i mean it's uh, it's almost not that far from sydney i suppose sydney is the 28th at, at 10 to 4 p.m so you know Basically connect with it because when you connect yes. with the eclipse, you're connecting with the heavens at a really, really kind of important time where because the nodes are involved in eclipses, um, you're connecting with your life purpose if you connect with the eclipse. So, you know, that's why it's actually worth getting at. I always I always connect with the eclipse if it's like between 8 a.m. and midnight, but as I said, I've even been known to get out of bed in the wee small hours because I believe it that much.
0: It is
1: a very, very powerful time for us humans to connect.
0: Yes. And Venus is a more, you know, this comes into my mind right away because I'm very tuned into Venus. Uh, The Venus energy is to get a hit of the, for me, if you have fortunate to see Venus in the morning where you're at, you know, you can see it in the morning sky now. you know to seek connect with that right before the eclipse, you know in some fashion, sure. I think, you know to bring in that Venusian energy because we're in this whole new cycle that's coming in. Venus is about to come over into Virgo, we're gonna get all this new impulse of energy with the nodes and Jupiter there in Virgo, and so I just think it helps us move forward uh you know to to just. Um, Release and purge whatever else needs to get released or purged, so that we are really clear yeah. a clear space for I mean, These new I, energies that are coming in so you have to clear out before all the new things
1: exactly I wouldn't necessarily be thinking about all that um,
0: Virgo energy yes you can see I have a Virgo moon I have a Virgo moon so (laughs) I have to you know I mean I'm definitely thinking about the Virgo because I have Virgo moon so okay that's probably you know we each have our little things you know
1: but Venus is still you can see here at 19 Leo so there's still a fair bit of uh, Venus in Leo energy
0: and I'm a Leo ascendant, so I you know, oh, that yeah. has been a whole huge thing that's gone on too with the Venus retrograde and Leo for so long now now. Uh mm-hmm. it, yeah, so and uh when you know, go over
1: into Virgo.
0: So yeah, you know, each of us, you know, like you know, it is very important to look at what's I mean it's good to have these more, you know general things you know to get your bearings but there's nothing like uh, being able to really see the dance that's going on with you in your individual chart there's nothing that can replace that and uh, i mean if you want to get really intimate with yourself begin working with your astrology i mean what you said i did you say and this is our second time recording this so but you know you made this uh Great analogy as using astrology as your therapist. I mean there is that wasn't the way you said it, but there was this you had this wonderful way of the analogy of astrology as You know as a form of therapy or a form of, of how did you I can't recall how you said it But it was really wonderful how you said you
1: know, it. what I was saying was that um, because of the way astrology works it goes in cycles, so On a macro scale, you could say, well, follow Saturn around your chart and after 30 years you will have been tested by Saturn in every part of your life and you will know yourself that much better. But on a micro scale, well, the moon goes around the skies every month. So if you deal with each issue as as each house is triggered or the sun over 12 months, if you just deal with each issue as it comes up based on the sun and the moon alone, you will deal with every part of your life over the course of a month I mean you could take it further I mean because obviously there are planetary hours and so on every day but for me the idea with astrology is to follow it so that you deal with your stuff but you Mm -hmm. deal with everything so you kind of don't just oh I'll just miss out the money bit you know it's like well the moons in your second house it's time to think about money or the, or the sun's in your second house or the eighth house. It's time to think about money. So it's kind of a way to make sure that you do give yourself some kind of therapy in every part of your life as the planets go around your chart.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So it's been such a pleasure having you with us today. Uh, I feel Is there I anything else I... you want to say before we close?
1: Yes, I would like to say two things. One is the first time we recorded this, I said to you, K, KG, I really want to do those essential oils. So for anyone who's listening, I'm saying it again. I'm putting it out there on, under the universe and the internet. KG is the most wonderful maker of essential oils. I mean, your oils are awesome. I've, I've experienced them. I've sold them in the past. Um, and I'll just say as a private uh, personal reference, in fact, when my father passed away about six years ago, um, KG sent me some oil that was in a little plastic spray bottle marked for grief. And um, and I, you know, hadn't used it. I, it was on my dressing table and about, I don't know, how long after my dad had died, I um, I found it maybe three months later and I was like, oh, what's this? And I so I sprayed it onto my arms here like this and I smelled it and I just burst into tears. Mm. So it worked (laughs) it was all about processing um and now i want to talk kg into doing um actually i think maybe angel oils based on the angel associations um or maybe just plain planetary oils. i don't know so i wanted to say that and the other thing i wanted to say was um that this um this interview has been recorded one in a week that's been extremely difficult for me, as I said to KG before I, I uh, had a lost a, a very good friend this week, so I'm a bit all over the place. But also, Mercury is going backwards and I'm not sure why, but I am really feeling it. So um, I hope that whoever's gonna listen to this will get something out of what we said. but let's do it again when Mercury is not retrograde and we can try and make a bit more sense from the start.
0: That's yes, I think it'd be wonderful to do more conversations with you I just think you're amazing and uh, you're wonderful, amazing. uh you know I I love having our connections so all right well thank you everyone for joining us a warm mahalo to you wishing you uh happiness and success success always
1: and a happy full uh, moon
0: yes please get out there and uh enjoy it make the most of it the
1: Thanks.
0: yes yes and check out uh Yasmin's moonology.com, that's M-O-O-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com or yasminboland.com. So thanks again for joining us, Yasmin. It's been such a pleasure having, having you with us.
1: Pleasure. Thank you, KG.
0: Until next time, relax, enjoy your life, and stay connected.